We are starting a podcast today. <laughs> Been talking about it for a long, long time. Hey, we want to show you our loves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's begin. <laughs> so we don't really know how to do this, but... <laughs> no, but for real, the thing is, is like, we could easily have not started this because we don't know how to do it and it's easier to just not. But the whole point of this podcast is to show you that, like, with everything available on the internet and everything available in our capitalistic society, you can do whatever you want. So You can learn whatever you want, and, you know, you don't need an education, a formal education, to learn Yes. It. But we'll get to that in later episodes. Yeah. I'm Carly. <laughs> She's amazing. I waved to the computer. This is the most boring podcast <laughs> The point is... I'm Carly. I'm Lily. And and this is What the F Are We Doing? Yeah. So, I hope you're excited, because we are. Yep. Cool. So, we're going to start off talking about kind of how we got into this mindset and how we started this whole process of doing our own thing and learning how to be entrepreneurs at the ripe, young age of 20... 20. 21. 21. 21. 21. So, yeah. So, we both went to the University of Florida. That's where um, we met. Yep. And we both had very non-traditional views um, towards the workplace. And we went on a trip to Peru for spring break of our senior year, pretty fed up with school, fed up with the idea of going to these career fairs and looking for jobs. Nine to five bullshit. And just everyone telling you that, like, oh, sorry, life's going to suck after college. Yeah, so we just went on this trip. We It was Christmas Eve, and we booked this trip, and... It was sort of the beginning of our realization that this isn't the way things have to be. Yeah, and kind of like my senior year, I was really stressed out, senior fall, really stressed out just about the whole idea of just like moving to a city and just doing this nine to five lifestyle and just, you know, life sucking as everyone said it after you graduated from college. And I just, I knew that there had to be something more. I knew that it had to be. It didn't have to be like that. It didn't have to be you go to this shitty corporate job where you do shitty work that doesn't matter with shitty people. I knew that there had to be something else despite the fact that nobody tells you that. You'd think at college they would tell you when they prepare you for fucking life, yet mm-hmm. they don't tell you that life doesn't have to be one certain way. So, so why don't you talk a little bit about how you got started with your business. So we both we both own our own businesses. Um, small as they might be, we are entrepreneurs. And are. we are escaping the 9 to 5 life. And that's sort of where we'll begin. So how did you yeah. get started? So it started at a bar, as all good stories start. And I was out in New York City, the best city in the world. And um, I was with my friend. It was 4th of July weekend. And we were talking to these older guys. And they invited us to this 4th of July barbecue. So I was kind of like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? As weird as it might have been, which it was, I was like, let's just go. We have nothing to lose. We have people to meet. Let's just go for the experience. So we went, and as we all predicted, it was very awkward. But thank God for my intuition that led me to have us all go to this random apartment in the Upper West Side on a random Friday in July in 2004. 15, yeah. And um, we started talking, and this woman's like, oh, how do you know, whatever. And we're like, haha, we don't. You know, we were stupid 21-year-olds who had no social skills. But she started telling me about her company, and I started telling her 
about, I had a food and travel blog at the time. And she was like, oh, I have a healthy popsicle company. So whatever, we start talking and she's like, oh, like, do you want to make some extra money this summer? I was like, sure, great. You know, why not? So I started just sampling at Whole Foods, whatever. And given the small amount of social media skills that I had, I just looked onto the company's Instagram. I was like, wow, this Instagram's really bad. It was like, it was horrible. It was pictures of her with like margaritas and things that were just completely irrelevant to the brand. Like anybody who doesn't do social media could just tell that this was just horrible, horrible Instagram. So without really thinking, I was kind of like, hey, like, let me do your social. And uh, long story short, I met with her brother and co-founder. Was like, I could do this, 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 and this. And they're like, okay. And that was how I got my first client. And I worked with them all throughout the rest of that summer, all throughout senior year of college. And they kind of were how I started everything and how I got all my other clients was just like through this network that I built from them. And I can go into the rest later, but that's that's the start of it. Yeah, so you basically didn't know what you were going to get into with that. You thought you were just going to be sampling popsicles at Whole Foods. Literally no idea. No fucking idea. I I don't even, like, remember what people tell me I pitched them. Like, I didn't, yeah. which I did. In hindsight, looking back, like, it was really smart of me, but I didn't realize that. I was just kind of talking to people and was like, hey, like, this could be fun. And, I don't know, the, one of the biggest takeaways I've learned so far in life is just, like, talk to everybody, say yes to everything, of course, like, use your judgment, but in general, because I've talked to everyone, I have been able to build this business and continue to, I don't know if I would say thrive, but continue to thrive while struggling, um, and progress just from constantly learning from people that you meet, even if it's a random person on the subway or a random person on the plane, which I'll get to to also. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty, pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. And then Lil, tell us how you started. So my story is sort of snowballing off of Carly's. So we'd gone on this trip together to Peru, which we'll get into. And I, we were both in this phase of feeling like there's got to be a way to work for yourself. From, you know, we've studied all these things, some very important, some, for the most part, things that just didn't matter at all towards life. You know, I think college is great and education is wonderful, but at times it's a waste of money. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so I graduated and I had an internship at a nonprofit in New York City. And I started the internship and it was it was a great experience. And um, it really showed me that I did not want to work for anyone in an office, nine to five, with those constraints. I don't think people work well that way, and, and, you know, I was trying to find a way out, but then I ended up getting hired full-time there, and I worked there for a good deal of months, about seven or eight months, and while working there, I was constantly trying to figure out what to do um, next so that I could work for myself, and what I ended up doing was I just kind of talked with Carly a bit about her social media marketing business and decided, you know what, I'm going to just try to do this. So my first step was 
you know, we live in New York City. There are millions of people, millions of small food brands, millions of drinks, millions of people trying to make it with their products. So I went over to Artists and Fleas in Williamsburg, and I wrote down the names of every single vendor there that looked like, you know, maybe they were small to medium-sized, and I emailed them, just cold emailed them. And I was shocked at the amount of responses I got. I was really perplexed, like... Yeah, it was insane. Like, yeah, I... She was kind of like, oh... I want to do what you're doing one day. And I was just like, do it. You know, I say this to people all the time. They're like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, uh-huh. And like literally, <laughs> and literally just like, just emailed a hundred thousand yeah. people yeah. like in a day. I don't know how she fucking did it. Yeah. And she, she like calls me maybe a month later. She's like, oh yeah, I have five clients. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like it was insane. And this is like while she's working full time. Yeah. Emailing mm-hmm. all these people. Like she'd never done any of this before but like I mean I'm I still I'm I'm at a loss for it it's like she just she just fucking did it and that's just like proof right here that it's like you can literally do whatever you want I mean maybe you can't just like pick up rocket science but in general it's like we have the ability to learn and to grow and on our own with the internet and it's just you know it's so cheesy but like fear is like the only thing stopping us from doing like almost everything and mindset yeah. That's part of that's part of it. Yeah. And at the, that's a good point. Like at that time, the nonprofit I was working with, the people were great. I felt that it was, you know, not the most satisfying job. And to me, I was comfortable. I was making enough money. I was comfortable financially. I was comfortable with my living situation, with my family, with my boyfriend, with all that. But I was so unhappy with the job itself. And the fear for me was a fear of staying in that job. So a good friend of mine, Jen, once I had a phone call with her on a really, really rough day when I was thinking, you know what, I'm just going to quit with no plan. This is before I started sending out all those emails and trying to develop to build some more clients. And I said, I think I'm just going to quit. And she said, well, you know, my boyfriend recently said the same thing. And he said, it's really when the fear of staying there in that terrible job that is just soul sucking is greater than the fear of not knowing what's next. And that is when a switch flipped for me. And I had listened to a podcast from the heart conversations with Yoga Girl, who I've been following since she had, you know, a couple thousand followers and now she's at millions. And I, you know, I really respect everything she puts out there. And I listened to a podcast about how she just got started. And it's, it did talk a lot about the fear and how yeah. you just can't be afraid. And what, you know, for example, sending an email out, who cares if you don't get a response? Literally, have And who cares if you do lose. get a negative one? If anything, if anything, you're learning from it. And that's another thing that we've seen. And, you know, there's all these cheesy quotes like, oh, you're not really succeeding until you fail. And, like, it's easy to be like, huh, okay. But it's so true. Like, I've lost clients and then you gain them. And there's times where it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, which, again, is the title of this podcast. But it's like everything seems to fall into place when you just, like, it's, it's all about having a certain mindset and it's, like, not living in fear. And, again, easier said than done, but it's, like, going through these daily steps and reminders and knowing that like, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. And like, in general, if you're a happy person, you're positive. And like I was saying before, if you just talk to people and you are constantly wanting to learn, you're going to learn and you're going to get new opportunities and you're going to meet people who are going to give you new opportunities. And it just, it's just kind of how it works. And it's a crazy system that I feel like, I guess in college, how are you supposed to explain? Oh, you know, talk to everyone, you know, we've been trained since we were born, don't talk to strangers. And it's, you need to look at life like you're constantly 
you just constantly want to grow. You want to look at like being productive. You're learning things from them. Look at life and look at the time that you're given to just help you be better at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go on a tangent here, but it's (laughs) the truth. Like in my spare time, I'm like constantly reading entrepreneurial books and like reading articles for probably three hours a day. And even if you, even if you take one sentence from it, you're going in the right direction. So yeah and that's that just to like a disclaimer here add in a disclaimer some people really don't like the uncertainty of the entrepreneurial life and that is totally fine but this we're really gearing this podcast towards people who have already decided that they can't stand it have already started to build their businesses have already have even if you haven't just the thought in your mind that this is a something possible and we're here to tell you that this is something you can do there's this quote um not sure if you guys know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. He's like the most successful entrepreneur like ever. So I'm reading his book right now, who actually my first client got me this book as a gift, which was a great gift. So somebody asked him, how long is too long for a fiscally responsible entrepreneur to stay in a safe full-time job? At what point do you have to accept that it's not going to happen? Is it ever too late to start? And he writes, these are going to be some hard words for you to hear. If you have a full-time job, you're not an entrepreneur. You may have aspirations of being an entrepreneur, and you have, and you may have entrepreneurial tendencies, but if you are born to be an entrepreneur, you will not be able to breathe for more than 10 minutes in a quote-unquote real job. So yeah, he's a little dramatic, as am I, but it's true. Like, I had an internship two summers straight in a somewhat corporate, barely environment, and the fact of that regimented lifestyle, nine to five, even if you had nothing to do that day, even if... Even if you finished all your work in three hours you're still expected to be there for that entire time and be at meetings that you have nothing to contribute to and that you're not learning anything from. So before I even started a real job, you know, people were like, oh, don't do that. But like, I couldn't do it. And you don't have to. You do not have to. (laughs) Some people are, some people, there are a lot of haters out there. And those people can be your family. They can be your friends. They can be people you barely know. And I experienced all of that. People in my family, you know, I had family members telling me, this is really stupid. Oh, for sure. You should stick with this job for a year. And you know what? It did affect me. I thought, you know, these are people that you love and respect, so it's something And you that, respect their opinion. Yeah. Sure. So you, you think that, you know, what they say is important, obviously. But for me, I was like, you know what? I don't care. My happiness, I value more, and I'm going to just give this a shot and F this and try it. And so yep. it's funny. I, there's another quote from somewhere. I don't know where. But I was reading a book, and it basically... You talk about haters? It talks about how no one's going to believe that you can do what you're doing. No one's going to support you until you do it. And it's so true. I had so many people in my life that were supporting me and very, very, you know, backing me up and behind me. But then there were a ton of people yeah. who were like, this is never going to work. Think about it. And they would list all the reasons why it wouldn't work and all the things I would, all the obstacles. You know, you just don't do it like that. Nobody yeah. does it like that. And you're right. People yeah. don't. And no, and nobody really teaches you that you can go the alternative route. Yeah. And I think for us, another thing that I think books, articles, podcasts were, are all really inspirational. But one main thing, one the book that I read that I was like, all right, this changed my life. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't know what my next step is, but this is amazing. And I know that this is possible was um, The Art of Nonconformity. Me too. Yeah. Well, she told me about it. So yeah. yeah. And that book really shows you that you're not crazy for thinking you can live this way and you can work this way and you can succeed this way. You don't have to be part of the system. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. And actually in that book, he's the, he's the first person that touched on the whole, he said something like, once you have your first hater, you know, you're doing something right. 
Oh, yeah. And I remember there was this girl that I'd been friends with in college. And when I first even started my food Instagram, that was, like, before everybody had a food Instagram. And she would just talk shit and be like, that's so stupid. Like, why is she doing that? And even though it really upset me, you know, I thought this person was a friend. Oh, whatever. It's just a food Instagram. It was something that I really wanted to do. It was an opportunity that I was taking. And the more that she would hate on it, the more it fueled me to keep going. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make it better. So. Yeah. And I think that's those experiences are important because I, I had a similar experience, you know, in that one of my someone I'm very close with was very upset with me. And, and I could tell that they were someone I respect and love um, didn't think that leaving my you know full time job and, and pursuing this freelance life and starting my own business was feasible and that, oh, no, you should stay, play it safe. Um, and they were very unsupportive and that was really hard for me but I think that once you start to succeed those people say wow and I think from them it comes from a place of fear because they're afraid of what they don't know and most of the people that are going to be haters aren't people like us who are doing entrepreneurial things because they're they would never do it themselves yeah so I mean I think for the most part it either comes from jealousy or fear that you're going to fail and you know for the for our family and our friends who like love us and the ones who didn't you know at first support us they didn't want us to fall on our face, you know, because traditional methods and, like, the society we live in tells us you shouldn't do it this way. And, you know, I'm sure there are reasons that, you know, those myths exist or, you know, it probably does exist for a lot of people. But what's the point if you're not going to fucking try? Like, you don't know anything until you try. Like, think about Elon Musk who never started Tesla. The world would be different. The world would not be the same. And Or Facebook, you know? He was just playing around one day on his computer and people were like, oh, this is stupid. Like, okay. And like, look at, look at the world, you know, like you you have to take risks in life. And if you don't, then you're just going to live on the surface Mm -hmm. and that's, that's boring. I mean, I think that's boring. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for me and for a lot of people, the reason why you don't see this sort of nonconformist lifestyle, freelancing or starting your own business, just being an entrepreneur as something that's feasible is because it's not, available to you in your friend group and circle you know for for me that was a big deal I I didn't know anyone who was doing this and then when I started traveling and I started hanging out different groups of people and speaking to people from all over the world I realized I know tons of people that are starting their own businesses and this and they're doing a great job and they love it it's really cool and it's stressful and it's hard but it's worth it for sure um and so because of that you know it's important that (laughs) I lost my thought (laughs) It's okay. Oh, so when we were we went on a hike in Peru. Done with the thought. Yeah, we went on we went on a hike um, on the mountain next to Machu Picchu, which is called Huayna Picchu. And at the end of our hike, we we had, could barely believe we had finished it because we were both incredibly out of shape. And it was, incredible, and the altitude difference. It was it was, it was a not nightmare, a- but it was the most beautiful hike, and we both got to the top and started crying. It, so it was a very emotional experience. It was beautiful. We met. It was almost like a journey. We met all these different people yeah. on the hike. We met a couple from England who had been traveling and who had and they sort were both of, actually freelancers. That were I both just were, remember yeah, that actually. They were, and yeah, they they were able to support themselves while traveling. They'd been traveling. For seven months straight. Through South America, I believe. Because they had yeah, been South able America. to build their own businesses and just go to South America for seven yeah. months. Like, who the fuck can do that, you know? Yeah. Like, we yeah. didn't know that that was possible. No. You know, we thought it's like, oh, take your two-week vacation like yeah. everyone else. And they're like, oh, no, we've been traveling for seven months. And then at the end of that hike, 
we met another man who was an engineer, I believe, and he said he would work jobs for a couple months, save up as much money as he could, and then quit and leave and travel. And this was something that was perplexing but also inspiring to me because the, the idea of, oh, I'm just going to work for a bit and quit my job is like, what? So many yeah, people around me would like, say, what the heck are you doing? Why aren't you staying there and building up your reputation there and building your building skills? Building the corporate ladder, you know, all yeah. that. Which, you know, is great for a lot of people, but it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting to hear him, you know, and he actually said one quote that Carly oh my God. will recite, and it was really influential to both of us. Yeah, so he said something. So we were just kind of like, I'm like, we're like interviewing this poor guy, you know, he like just came down from the hike. You know, we were on our college spring break, you know, we have a free week, and we're mm -hmm. like, you know, like... How and why are you in Peru on, like, a random Tuesday in, in, in February? Mm -hmm. He goes, most people sleep to dream, and then there's others who dream to live. And it didn't really, it didn't really hit me until maybe, like, a few hours later. Because I was just kind of like, uh -huh. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's, that's the truest thing ever. You know, like, people dream about things, and it's, like, executed. Yeah. yeah. And so when he says, I dream to live, he's living out his dreams, and, like, and he was just, like, killing it. He's like, yeah, for sure. And, like, goes on to finish, like, trekking Machu Picchu and like, a random Tuesday in February because he's built this life for himself. Because, I mean, it's like when people die and their biggest regret is that they didn't do things. You're not ever going to regret doing things. Mm -hmm. And it, like, I don't know. Just, you got to go for it. <laughs> yeah. And I always ask my mom, like, when you were younger, those things that you thought were so important and so big, were they? She's like, no, nothing. None of it. None yeah. of it even matters. Like, think about, like, being popular in, like, middle school. Okay, all the people who are popular in middle school are, like, in jail now. So, like, let's, <laughs> you know, it's, like, you got to keep things in perspective and, like, just whatever you feel is best for you, regardless of what society tells you or, you know, what your parents are telling you or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever. Like, if your heart is telling you something, as cheesy as it may, as it may sound, follow it. Because, like, with both of us, we did. And not that, you know, we don't fuck up and not that we aren't stressed out and don't know what we're doing because, you know, a lot of the times we don't. But, like, the fact that we can just meet for coffee at a random super cool coffee place in Williamsburg and then finish the day at 2 p.m. just because we feel like it and then take a quick trip to Peru or wherever. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to plan a trip to Guatemala in a few months. Like... Because we can, and why not? And we're still making money, and we're learning, and we're building our networks. Hell yeah. yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah, so I think that's, uh... That's our first go at a podcast, and uh, there's going to be a lot more to come, but for now, this is, this is it. <laughs> this is it for us for today. Yeah, so see you next week. Bye-bye.